Should I wear a mask? I hear people ask. If you're facing open spacing, perhaps not wear a mask. But if you're stuck inside, with nowhere you can hide, if you be in close proximity, it's good to wear a mask. Thank you, Barry. There he Thank is. Thank you, Barry. He's our man. <laughs> Can't believe it. How many has he sent you this week? Um, we've had four now, I think, this week. He's uh, he's on fire at the minute. There's lots for him to go at. He's done one on... Um, oh, he's done everything, hasn't he? He's done social distancing. He's done something he on uh, keeping your two metres. Every single time yeah. Boris makes an announcement, he kicks in. He's straight on his ukulele. You can't beat that. He's beating back Boris one 30-second jingle at a time. I think Boris is actually living, listening to the jingles and then implementing policy. <laughs> Around Barry Walsh. <laughs> I have a feeling, if you've listened to the, one of our shorter podcasts on conspiracies, I honestly believe Barry's replaced Paul McCartney. Well, do you know what? I have a thinking that as well. I think that Barry Walsh has replaced Dominic Cummins. I think he's like, <laughs> he's he's the secret feed into number 10 and he's he's been writing the policies in a jingle and Boris has gone, but it's all right, that. I yeah, like that. I'll take I it. I like that. <laughs> I'm off to Barnard Castle and I'm going today. Get my eyesight checked. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had a ukulele on me for that moment yeah, yeah, that would could, have been ace yeah. thank god for the rest of the yeah. world you don't so there we go <laughs> but thank you Barry yeah. uh, what we need to say early on this week um, other than Barry Walsh for Prime Minister or President or wherever you live in the world um, we need to say don't forget to subscribe to the podcast oh yeah we keep because forgetting that weeks, don't we we keep, we keep forgetting. forgetting that because we're the nicest, friendliest podcast in the world. We don't tell you to subscribe. And if, as you will now be able to do in the very near future, you're watching this on YouTube, hit the bell. Yeah. Hit the bell, Dave. Not the taco bell. Okay. But the bell. Live yeah. Mars. So, yeah. Excellent. So, what have you been up to um, this week? Where should you have been this week? Ah. Uh... Yeah. All things being equal, Dave, I'm sorry, mate. I would very much have liked to have been at Glastonbury. Yeah. So this Cliff Richards headlining. Yeah. This time last year I was uh in a field. Um not a Glastonbury, just in a field. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> uh, actually, I bet I was not far from Barry's house, because he lives down that neck of the woods, doesn't he? He does. Mm. Well, the other end of the country from us. We're not generalising, are we? Does he live near Glastonbury? Well, there's Bristol. That's not far, is it? Probably. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> Silence Don't is golden. Brilliant. I've just, is I've just golden. found a topic that uh, that Simon's crap at and it's I didn't know geography. Where, if Bristol is near Glastonbury. So I'm going to I'm make good a... at the rest of the world. On the basis that I've found a topic you rubbish at, I'm going to make that a topic every week. <laughs> geography. British geography. I spent most of yeah. my life and working life travelling up and down the UK in vans and as an engineer or uh, yeah. in some capacities in sales or whatever it is. So I know the UK uh, motorway network very well and all the uh, towns and cities. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's oh, well, I've had... I've been to Charlotte Richard Services. Well, personally, yeah, that's something. It. I'm just going to ask Siri. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Siri, hang on. She's not coming up. Oh, I might have to tap. I've got these AirPods in, all fancy. It's not for the first I look like time, I'm on is it? Sky Sports. Even even no. Siri's rejecting you. Right. Hey Siri, how far is the distance? Good evening. Right, no, I can hear Siri. You can't hear. I've got these fancy AirPods in. So, okay. Siri, Siri is in my head. Now, we always knew that would end up. All we're doing is looking into the future. Like the rest of your girlfriends, all in your head. <laughs> well, for marital reasons, yes. For legal reasons, yes. So, um, I, I did ask Siri 
and I can hear Siri's answer. Or there is just another voice in my head. Um, 28 miles. 28 miles from Barry's house to Glastonbury. Roundabout. Well, mainly just Bristol. So, there you go. Virtually on his doorstep. On his doorstep. So I would... I I wonder... Oh, yeah, I bet he was. I bet Barry. Barry must go to Glastonbury. Because one thing we've learned about Barry recently is that he um, he's very heavily involved in the local music scene and uh, he's very, very good. And he does um, a regular Friday slot. Yeah. Well, I imagine because of all that, he's probably played Glastonbury. <laughs> You're not telling me he's not in a little tent in one of them wacky fields somewhere around the back. There's no trace of it on his Facebook feed, I don't think, but he, he could well have done. Yeah, our Coldplay putting up, they've played Glastonbury. Mm, okay. Yeah, they are, actually. Let's well, ask Do you know, there's one way to solve this problem. Next get week, we get Barry Walsh on get Barry this on. show. Get him exactly. on. Exactly. Come on, let's do it. We've talked about it for a few weeks. I know. So we thought we'd Between build us. him right up, and then I hope he's good because he might be very easy. He might be a complete disappointment. We don't know. Well, he might be a bit like some actors. What was he called? Jim Broadbent. I once spent an hour listening to him on Radio Five. Hang on a minute. I can is, this see li- you laughing. is this libelous? <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm I'll a, see. I just remember he died. It's okay. Carry on. <laughs> Did he die? Yeah, is he? I don't know. I thought he had. Don't know. He might be. So Jim Broadbent comes on Radio Five, and he wasn't a very good interviewee. And in the end, what I felt sorry for him for was they said to him, uh, they kept asking questions, and he wasn't great with his answers. And in the end, he apologised and said, "That's why I'm an actor. I don't have a lot to say in real life. (laughs) I just do the characters." So Barry, we're not building you up in case you come on and and you go. What I believe they call full broadband. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Let's get right. him on. We'll get him on. I'll drop. We've we've been emailing lots, and he's been sending me lots of things, and so uh, I know he's he's a very busy man at the minute. He's been these jingles yeah. actually, as a result of his hard work, have been going across uh, radio stations across the UK. They and have. We've uh, we were in on the ground floor of the new Ed Sheeran. <laughs> See what we need to look at. <laughs> Are we closing? How many listeners did we say Ed Sheeran had right at the start? Oh, we're closing in, are you? We're closing in? Oh, massively. You should see how much we've bridged that gap now. Yeah. Are we close to 40 million? Yep. Which we were 4.2 million last time, so that's okay. We're good. We're we're bridging it. That's all right. We're going up. Don't forget to follow us, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) One of you will be our 5 millionth listener, and... uh, if you are our five millionth follower, yeah, Dave will pay. Will f- wherever you are in the world, Dave will fly Barry Walsh to your house to do a little ukulele. That's okay. I thought you were <laughs> going to say a cheering then. <laughs> no, let's not mention him. You know me love of him. Come on, let's yeah. not get into that again. So um, you should have been at Glastonbury this yeah, weekend. I, sh- I should have been last year. I went thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. yeah Any good... good stories? Oh, oh <laughs> again, I need to think about this now because it, it's been. Um... Yeah, it was libelous. good. We had, um... yeah, it's possibly libelous. <laughs> um, and like you said earlier, I'm still a married man. Um, no. <laughs> Nothing like that, Aisha. Glastonbury was great. It was, it was just the whole. You see it on the telly, and you know it's big. You stand there in person, and when it takes you 30 minutes to walk from your caravan... Oh, sorry, I did posh Glastonbury. I must announce that oh, now. Oh, yeah. I'll show my hand. You did. Um, we, Me and six friends took a caravan to Glastonbury. Um, Dave didn't even know there was mud at Glastonbury. He went that posh. <laughs> it was the glamping. Glampingbury Dave went to. And we were also very, very lucky in that we had fantastic weather so if you look at the 2019 glastonbury it was stunning so mm. uh, we got very lucky so we um yeah i the one shining thing that comes from glastonbury for me was the toilet situation mm. yeah as, as well organized as it is i think if you go to glastonbury you sit in one two one of two camps 
you you've got to be a lover of music regardless. There's did you know how many stages do you think there are at Glastonbury? There's some. Is there about forty five? Hundred and twenty two in twenty nineteen. Is there a podcast tent? <laughs> hundred and twenty two <laughs> stages there are. Yeah. So some of them are little things just in a in a small enclosed area. Some are in bars. Then you've got clubs. Then you've got marquees. Then you've got the small sort of stages. And then you've got the ultimately you've got the pyramid stage, which is where the big guns go. So yeah. you could go to Glastonbury for tw- you, you did know. just say guns, didn't you? I said what? <laughs> guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how big is the pyramid stage? How big's the crowd? What's um, big on TV? Oh, it's, it, I don't know how big it is. This it, the whole event houses two hundred and twenty thousand people, I think. So, when you've got two hundred twenty thousand people effectively in a field or a couple of fields, um, obviously there's a lot to consider. <laughs> Um, water, yeah, irrigation, and toilets, and the the smell, yeah. the smell coming from the toilets is is shocking. It is oh. shocking, honestly. Yeah, it's it's like that. You, you, do you remember Train Spotting when that scene when he goes? Yeah, yeah. When, every time <laughs> he you was diving in the duty. Every, every time you approach a toilet, you go into what's can only be described as a trap. <laughs> that you'd a release it, trap. yeah. That you'd release a, a, a greyhound from, and then you you look down a hole, and there is just a river, a complete river, going oh. underneath you, and yeah. you you don't need me to to explain exactly what's in that river, um. But I was talking to some girls while we were is there. It the river of dreams. With Billy <laughs> yeah. Noel. If that's your yeah. river, if if that's your dream, then you're a very <laughs> twisted individual. Um, but I was talking to a good friend of mine, Elizabeth. She's a regular of the show. Yes. <laughs> Hi, regular Elizabeth. Listener. Hello, and Elizabeth. I won't name a friend, but she was saying that a friend of hers goes to festivals and detests the toilets that much that she buys... Um, what's the word? She buys uh, AIDS. Continence pants. Yeah, she buys AIDS to um, take with her. Because according to that individual, you can get a good four or five wees before you actually need to change. <laughs> you can't be. That's some so, dedication to Dolly Parton as the nostalgia act, isn't it? So, that. So, so, that's, that's how te- that's how technology's moved on. You can forget your Googles. You can forget yeah. your Facebooks. You've got a pair of pants on that will survive. A good four or five episodes <laughs> when when stood watching the yeah. the, the pop rock yeah thing. oh yeah you can't beat that because that that is a thing isn't it um I've been to lots of concerts over the years and I can't remember which one it was I went to one where it appeared to be um, a shipping container with small round holes in it <laughs> but by the time I went the pee was lapping over so it was like it wasn't even worth it yeah. Um, no once, I think I was at a concert in the Manchester International 2, the Mac Lads. And oh, um, people didn't even bother waiting until they got into the toilet. They just It was people in the cloakroom. I went to an Oasis concert like that. I will never stand at the front of an Oasis concert ever again. <laughs> oh, it's not great. The uh, I did... Somewhere on my phone, and I won't share it, listeners, um, on the Facebook page. So disgusted was I with the toilets at the um, Horry County Fair in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, a few years ago. The state of the toilets by 10.30 in the morning. I took a picture. Which, to this day, <laughs> when I scroll past it, I think, yeah. That, that paints a picture, and um, it's a 4D smell around picture of hmm. yeah not great is, is that it? a busy a busy beach i take it is it no it, it was a, it was a county fair and um, oh oh that there was a live act on that night um what's he called mike posner i took a plane in a beether to show um, a vici out yeah. yeah well we went it was quite funny we we didn't pay the 20 dollars to see him there was only about 12 people did um, this may be libelous. <laughs> Go be honest. 
we might be in legal trouble with this. But um, about 12 people had paid, so he, he let all of them into the golden circle at the front. But it was by the side of a, a race car track. So the rear of the stage was up by the banking at one of the corners. So instead of paying the money, we stood at the back listening to the concert. But what we could see was the back of the drummer's head. And um, it, it got quite cold. It was early. It was late spring, early summer, and it did get quite cold. Um, and all we really wanted to hear was him sing Ibiza. So at the end of every song, I shouted out loudly, Ibiza! And it must have gone on for the first seven songs. And uh, I shouted, Ibiza! And he shouted, what? And I shouted, Ibiza! And he went, F off! And that really... So Mike Posner told me where to go. And do you know, he didn't sing it till right at the end. An hour yeah. and a half later. There's a surprise. Yeah, you don't... It, it was all right, but I didn't really need to hear him singing... Um, Justin Bieber's boyfriend, to be fair. Yeah. If Barry Walsh can knock us up a 30-second clip of Justin Bieber's boyfriend, though, mm. we'll have some of that. So, yeah. Well, I've got on here, I've got Far Out Magazine's top 10 Glastonbury headliners of all time. Mm. Okay. I'm going to read you the list. Um, I think that there's lots of different top 10 list but i'm going to read you this list now of um the i'm not i don't know what far out magazine is but they seem to think right in at number 10 we should put a bit of music under this like it is top of the right, box pretend, let's pretend you've not just said that and all of a sudden go the smiths 1984 in at number 10 problematic with morrissey Nowadays, uh, number nine, pulp. What did you think of pulp? See, yeah, I was in the other camp when pulp were famous. Uh, what camp were you in? Banana Rama. Yeah, <laughs> see, I saw, <laughs> I saw Oasis, but I didn't see pulp. Uh, Disco Two Thousand and Common People, though. Very good songs. Uh, Jay Z. At number eight. What do you no, think of Jay-Z? Not, not feeling the love for Jay-Z at all, to be honest. I, I like a bit of Jay-Z. Not seeing Jay-Z, but I don't know if he'll come up. <laughs> I like a bit of Jay-Z, a bit of Phil Because obviously, you think it's a street and all. Well, I'm going to come to that in a minute. This okay. is it. Go on, go on. Right. Number seven. It's your boy's Oasis, 1995. Right, so I remember that they were quite good. Number six, I've no time for these. Radiohead, my 18 year old started listening to them. Miserable, miserable. Number five, oh, now here's an interesting thing because he's all right, they are all right, but it always makes me think of Danny Dyer when British people rap. Stormzy, <laughs> do you know what? I watched that and it was it it was a stunning show and Stormzy I've got a lot of time for for his uh, his his ethics and the way he works and yeah and the messages he puts out so you know respect to the guy I'm no, not no by any stretch of the Im imagination but it, I thought it was a great show and I think actually he's got a very similar body to mine as well well he has yeah in that it's a human body. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's yeah. where it finishes. Um, yeah. Are you wearing currently though? I'd forgotten about this. A Banksy designed vest. He had the Banksy. Oh yeah. Union flag <coughs> stabra vest yeah. didn't, on, didn't he? Which was good. Right, number five into the top five. Beyonce, twenty eleven. Oh, I had a bit of Beyonce live. The trouble is, you see, he's saying this. Are these? See, these are the really good acts, clearly. Very professional yes. people. Very good. Yeah. Well, arguable some of them, whether they're that good. But what I find is, and I'm a, I love my live music and I love festivals. When you go to things like these, you, you, you become almost more impressed by those you've either never heard of or those you didn't expect mm. to like. So, yeah. 
you've, you know, you have to approach these with caution. Those that go to a festival only with the sole aim of watching Stormzy's Radioheads, yeah, you know, Oasis, Stereophonics, Foo Fighters, you know, they'll have a great time. But they're missing yeah. out, and I'm sure Barry Walsh will back me up on this. The 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 the, the man yeah. that he is, um, forget the big stage. By all means, go go to. All I ever did was go to the big stage late on, just so I could say I'd seen a couple of the big acts. But yeah, bearing in mind we got up at nine ten o'clock in the morning, and we spent the twelve and a half hours pre- previous to that going around all them stages, listening to Doing less weather. well-known acts or. You know the the semi well known acts, brilliant, yeah. absolutely stunning. So well, it's a shame that because at number three is the ultimate big corporate act, the Rolling Stones, twenty thirteen. See, good, the, so those that don't know the, the sort of script you blast them is Sunday they have a legend swap. So obviously on Sunday afternoon stroke evening on the main stage. Yeah, I I, I ended up watching Kylie Minogue. I watched that on TV live. I didn't see yeah. it. No. Were you one you of not? the dancers? I was no, the one. I, mean, the I was under one of the flags. <laughs> Wearing ad- adult diapers for yeah. our American listeners. Yeah, no, Rolling Stones, I saw them three times in the 1990s. And then I had a bit of a falling out because they're very expensive to see now. And um, one year. Uh, we had tickets, uh, me and a friend of mine, and apparently, again, I'll say allegedly for libel reasons, they overstayed the tax minutes in the country by about 15 minutes and they postponed the entire UK tour for a year. So we all had to wait to save them a bit of income tax. I mean, I once got quite close to the Rolling Stones. Not, you know, we used to send them postcards and things. Pen it just stood at the back of the stage looking at the back of his head again. <laughs> Shouting satisfaction. Work it off, work it off. Will you leave that out? <laughs> so, but it was, um, we were like by the little B stage thing they had. Bridges to Babylon tour. A whole bridge came out of the stage and nice. crossed the audience to this little stage we were stood by. And um, they then walked across the bridge and did a bit of an acoustic thing. But it, it was hard to, hard to be 10 feet from Keith Richards. It was, we know, if there was an apocalypse, um, Union carrier bags, cockroaches and Keith Richards would be the only things left on the planet Earth, weren't they? With him sat there <laughs> going, oh, I walk on to do this carrier bag. Like Captain Jack. Um, all I can say is they were fantastic, especially up close. But they all looked like they needed ironing. And I mean, not the clothes, the heads. <laughs> it was like yeah. 400 years old, each of them. But yeah, very, how very long good. Ago was, how long ago was the show? That was 97 as well. So that's right. by that's now. That's like now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. 10p, that. Just be, uh, just be flaps of skin dragging along yeah. the floor. <laughs> what was fantastic was, though, um, Keith Richards always tells the same joke which apparently he nicked from Max Wall. He always sings a couple of songs. I don't know where Mick Jagger goes. He nips off for something. And um, yeah. not we weren't saying anything libelous. He just nips off stage. So the um, everyone, Keith Richards goes, it's, it's, it's good to see you. It's good to see anybody. <laughs> and that's, everybody goes, hey! And, you know, it took me, it took me the first two to realise what he was saying. <laughs> Anyway, they're in at number three. So, right. Number two on the glassometer, as we're going to call it. Um, The Boss. Bruce Springsteen. Now, you you know of my love for Bruce Springsteen, Dave, don't you? I do, very much. A deep, deep manly love for Bruce Springsteen. Um, He shares our politics. Where does that stem from? Is it your politics? Yeah, yeah, I think I think Bruce Springsteen actually um, he, he fashioned some of my politics because people yeah. assume that he's very jingoistic and born in the USA. He's all about you know Fourth of July, brilliant. When in fact it's not. Born in the USA is about um, being mistreated as a Vietnam 
veteran when they came home from the war and during the war um, and the reality of, of the fact that it was um, economically deprived areas but um, provided the cannon fodder basically and a lot of his songs are about that growing up poor in a, it, it's almost like he was in um, a council house like me but 5,000 miles away so yeah I think um, in the what people don't realise in the on the Born in the USA tour in 1985, it coincided with the miners' strike. And when he played St. James's Park in Newcastle, he had some of the miners to the show. And then he made massive donations to the miners' strike, something like £20,000, which at the time was huge. And to this day, from that moment on, um, every concert has a food bank collection meets local charities, gives them a donation from everything wherever he goes. So, yeah. And when um, I took my son when he was six to see him, and he sang to him, he took a sign. He took a request sign, and Bruce Springsteen sang to him, which was an extraordinary... That was a weird moment. When you're in... It was in... This makes it worse, and I've just got to say to you, um, 19, Dave... Um, it was at Old Trafford football ground and me being a Liverpool fan shut your face <laughs> it's the only time I booed him he came on they'd just won the European Cup and he said yeah champions of Europe and half the crowd went boo and he thought they were doing the Bruce but um, yeah it, it was weird to be in a crowd of 50,000 people with uh, one of the biggest rock stars in the world singing at you like with eye contact yeah. So that was good. At, so we like a at bit of one us. of the at one of the best football clubs in the in the land. No, no, it was the one at Old Trafford. So oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, really, really good. So we like the boss. He's in at number two, which leaves us on the glassometer. For one, you're not going to guess it. Who's your guess? The guess would be. I don't know the magazine, so I don't know the magazine. No, I don't. So, no, so let's I don't. go with R.E.M. Well, I've seen R.E.M. They were good, but not Glastonbury. No. The Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys 2007. They're good Arctic Monkeys. I've seen them. Did you see them? Were they good? That's my kind of music. I didn't see them yeah. in Glastonbury in 2007, but I have seen them in concert. And they're very, yeah, great. Did, did you see them in Any, Blackpool uh, when they started? Uh, no, I saw them in Preston, I think, at the BBC uh, oh. Big Weekend. Very good. And did they, is, did, what did they sing? Um, I bet you look good on the dance floor. I bet you look good on the dance floor. I can't remember the words, but yeah. No, it was good though. It was good what you did though. Yeah, you had that. Just nodding my head about. Yeah, very nice. If you could see him, listeners, he is nodding his head about. It's pogoing. As we yeah. speak, very good. So there you go. That that's Glastonbury. We should that have had. Out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that lasted long enough. Oh, geez. Right. So <laughs> next week we're going to do um, another festival somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> Warragul. Oh, so I think we should we should do a live broadcast from Bristol Folk Festival <laughs> with Barry. <laughs> live from Barry's backyard. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Barry's backyard. Um, that brings us nicely on, actually. Um, actually, weirdly, yeah. does. We've started a new yeah. feature, haven't we? Because we're now global megastars. Sensations. <laughs> Sensations. <laughs> yeah. I've got us another town of the week. Oh, here we go. Right, go on. Barry Walsh is going to like this one, merely because he shares the first three letters of the name with it. Right, this week's town of the week, if you are listening to us... In Baraboo, Wisconsin. Ooh. Baraboo. How are you spelling that, please? B-A-R-A-B-O-O. Baraboo. Baraboo, I've got Wisconsin. That's it. <laughs> My geography's not that bad. That's a US <laughs> state, is it not? Yeah, it's, it's uh, 28 miles from Bristol. Yeah, it is a state. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right, I'm on here. I'm on the uh, Wisconsin Historical Society webpage. 
Baraboo, Wisconsin, a brief history. Baraboo is located in Sauk County, just north of ooh, <laughs> Devil's Lake in south central Wisconsin, yeah. First settled around 1838 by Abe Wood, Baraboo grew quickly to become the county seat in 1846. Uh, it's near the Baraboo and Wisconsin rivers. Oh! Oh, I've got a nice story. The Ringling Brothers oh. called the town home. Now, the Ringling Brothers were um, one of the most famous circus, travelling circuses in the world. There was Barnum and Bailey and the Ringling Brothers. And something's just come to me. That Oh, my God. We're, going, we're doing it again. I know. Right. Is this written in Wikipedia? Or is this just coming from your warped brain? Well, that comes into it. This bit is coming from the brain because it's something that happened to me. So, I'm, I'm visiting family in Charleston, South Carolina, when Brad was probably three. So he's 18 yeah. now, nearly 19. Um, the Barnum and Bailey and Ringling Brothers Circus comes to town while we're, we're there. So mm. we had, you know, like any circus in the world, nobody pays full price. Everybody's got a little voucher that goes under the windscreen yeah. of the car. So we get tickets for the Barnum and Bailey and Ringling Brothers Circus, which has since gone out of business. It doesn't exist, right? Okay. Um, we had tickets. We were sat right at the top at the back in a sports arena, not in a tent. So they covered up the ice from the ice hockey, did all this stuff. It was not a great circus. I presume that's not libelous because <laughs> they're bankrupt. So wasn't great. Bit boring. Everybody's bored. Brad takes to playing with a, a girl of the same sort of age in the seat behind us. She's probably about three. He's about three. Um, this guy comes on, the clown, and it was one of them French Piero clowns, whatever they call them. Wasn't funny. Had an act with a crying baby that sprayed water into the crowd, and it was just vaguely <laughs> unsettling. So, it's about three. It was awful. It's like... It's about, it's like that's what we see in Blackpool every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spice up your life. So <laughs> it's about three quarters of the way through. Um, that was quite good. And you shouldn't say it's good because they're not allowed to do that here. And they shouldn't be anywhere in the world. But some elephants came on and took penalties at each other. What do you think of that? I've never seen anything like it. Massive balls. No, I why right. did they go bust? That sounds like entertainment genius. It does. But what happens next was the clown came back on and he wasn't, again, wasn't that funny. And all of a sudden there was a searing pain in the top of my head. Right. Brad starts laughing. The guy behind goes, I duck my head. And the guy behind goes, I'm real sorry. <laughs> my daughter just bit you on the top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> the circus was so bad. A little girl bit me on the head. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it. I've never seen anybody hustle the kids out as fast. He put a coat on her and off they went. They didn't see the end. Yeah. So maybe she, maybe 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 she just mistook you for a taco or something. <laughs> and that's why I'm as bald as I am nowadays. Since that day, it was like a curse. It fell out. So all, yeah, all to the circus. <laughs> all for the Ringling Brothers. So, back yep. to Baraboo. Um, it was officially incorporated in 1882. Notable attractions include Circus World Museum. There may be um, a recreation of the top of my head with too small tooth yep. mark in it. Uh, the Devil's Lake State Park, the Badger Army Ammunition Plant. Is that an army of badgers, do you think? or The what? Say that again. The Badger Army Ammunition Plant. What's the Badger Army? You carry on reading. I'm going to look up you the Badger Army. You look now. Badger Army Ammunition Plant. Oh, oh, this is good. As in, sorry, as in Badger the Animal and Army yeah. as in Army. Army, yeah, yeah. It's spelled Badger Army Ammunition Plant. Okay. Um, maybe the company's called Badger. I don't know. Or maybe they're outfitting badgers to, you know, turn over the world. Um Oh, army of badgers are coming. I don't, I get army, in the shed. I've got it here. Badger Army Ammunition Plant in Wisconsin. What is it? It's a 
so it's the main entrance of <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's pretty much what it says it's a ammunition plant oh I don't know what the badger army is though <laughs> do you think I quite work that out maybe there's badgers working in it Maybe know. it's just a very politically correct army. <laughs> Small furry soldiers. <laughs> well, you, you're gonna, you're gonna love the next one, and I'd like you to Google this. Will oh. you please look up the International Crane Foundation? Okay, I like that. And the Al Ringling. I believe Theater. they want. I believe they went on to great heights. <laughs> the, um, and that, listeners, boom, boom. concludes this show. <laughs> International Crane. International Crane Foundation. Foundation. It's Foundation. Okay. It says, yeah, I'm sure they've had their ups and downs. <laughs> they've been to Dizzy Heights. Oh, hang on a minute. Right, we're, sorry, we're barking up the wrong tree. What the is International it? Crane Foundation is the a wildlife the crane. <laughs> industrial <laughs> crane. <laughs> so they've got an army of badges. <laughs> Army of badges and a crane <laughs> knocking up a skyscraper. We love you, Baraboo. <laughs> if you'd like to fly us over, we'd like to see all this. Oh, we are. How far is Baraboo from the Dells? We don't know what that is. 13 miles, though. If anybody knows what Wisconsin Dells are, I'm presuming it's an area. Um, yeah. What is there to do in Devil's Lake? I don't think we need to know Swim. that. Circus World. Yeah, basically circus stuff. So yeah, that that's Great. our town of the week, Baraboo, Wisconsin. Okay. There's a few inch. Well, there you go. I think we've uh, helped the uh, tourist board there. We're so very if much you'd so. like to go and check out the Badger Army ammunition, you might have to take <laughs> pictures from a distance. Perhaps I'm suggesting. But... Yeah, I would. Yeah, we don't and want. Then, if you get kicked off that site, go and see the cranes. Yeah, we don't want anybody, uh, we should say at this point, any of our listeners getting done for um, espionage <laughs> for taking pictures <laughs> of army munitions plants. So we cannot advocate that. If you've got something else to do this weekend, do that instead. Or if you are going to do it, please go well equipped and with plenty of uh, armour. <laughs> plenty of camouflage. Yeah. So yeah, so um, what else have we we had on in England? Football. Well, football. Yeah, yeah. It's Soccer. been a bit. That's that's been strange, hasn't it? We've been we 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 can watch football, but we can't watch football. Yeah. Virtually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we can't go to a game. We have to watch it on the telly. So at least uh, the. They, they put all the football on for free, at least, so at least yeah, everybody can see it. Yeah. So it's on the different channels, isn't it? So Sky yeah, are playing ball, they're putting it on pick and all that. So. Yeah. So it's. I think um, you don't seem as enthusiastic talking about this topic. And would that be Me? because, yeah, Liverpool have clinched the title yeah. earlier than anybody I else knew, in history? I knew this was going. <laughs> this was, this was going somewhere, wasn't it? It, it always was going to go here this week, Dave. <laughs> so for our, in, for our international friends, there's a little village called Liverpool. With the Beatles. Um, in the north Manchester that, with the Oasis. Yeah. Uh, and they won the league this week. And to be honest, it's for Come me, this is, worse, this is worse than COVID-19. <laughs> Dave's gone into isolation since that. He sat under his stairs for three days yeah. with the coats and the in, shoes. I've gone into shielding. <laughs> but that's the weird yeah. thing, isn't it? That even though as a, my next door neighbour is a, a Manchester United fan, and as, as he put it, I'm very upset, but I love Jurgen Klopp. He is. Everybody very loves Klopp. Very lovable guy. Yeah. yeah, if Jurgen Klopp could be president of the world, we'd have cured coronavirus sometime in mid-March. It's a strange. It's a. It, it's a great show of skill for the man that he can still command respect for a hated club from from certain the corners of the UK. Clubs. And if you go, you go back through history and you look at managers of Manchester United mm. or Manchester City and there was, there was a there was a sort of okay maybe a silent respect but it was never public 
Jurgen Klopp is a great, great fella. And yeah. he's clearly got it. And the thing I like about, as a Manchester United fan, the thing that I like about Klopp is he gets the club. He gets mm. the heritage. He understands the fans. He understands the area. And he did a similar thing at Dortmund. He did. He did a similar thing at other clubs he's been yeah. to. And he, he seems to have this knack of capturing the essence of yeah. what the community yeah. element of the club is about. And all too often, we see managers going in, and I'm saying this as a Man United fan, we've had certain managers coming into clubs who are clearly only in it to, for the commercial value. Yeah. Um, and or the self self um yeah. self promotion and, and you know to 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 advocate their own progression. Yeah. And Jurgen Klopp I'm sure he's got all that in his head. I'm sure he has. He says, you know, he's a man that wants to do well, but he seems to have his values in the right place and his uh, line of thought. Yeah. Oh, so very socialist. So that's it. That's the he? last time ever I support Liverpool. <laughs> he's a good socialist lad, Jurgen. He does say that. Yeah. The, the politics I believe in is everybody doing well, everybody helping each other. And I think mm. that you're right there because it, it does go into what he thinks of the fans. I was reading an article today with um, a friend of his who said he was asked, will he be proud that he's won the Premier League after 30 years? Um, and he said, no, he'll be proud that the fans are proud and he will have done it for the fans. There was a brilliant quote because somebody asked him the other day, should they put a statue up? Stephen Gerrard said, put a statue up of him now. And this guy <laughs> said, and he ducked it. He said, oh, that." That's for people who've passed on and I've got things to do. I don't want to jinx anything. But his mate said they offered him that at his first club in Mainz, I think it was called. And he's... Yeah, and he said... He's, they offered him that at Mainz, his first club. And he said, uh, statues are for two things. The top end is for a bird to duty on and the bottom end is for a dog to pee on. Don't bother. <laughs> But brilliant. Gets the club, gets the fans, knows it's about... And you know, my my opinion on this, even as a Liverpool fan, was um, that we should have voided the season because of the health risks of it and of people congregating. And to give Klopp his due, when asked, he said, if it saves one life, it's not worth playing. Don't play it. Unbelievable. So well done. Even from Dave, I think, um, from Jürgen. Liverpool winning the league is a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, you would, though. Because your head is now full of conspiracy theories. I know where you're going. I know what you're saying. There's more to this. There's more to it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've turned you. There's more to everything. Two weeks ago, you were a sceptic. But listeners, if you have joined us in either of our bonus episodes... Midnight Conspiracy Theories or Midnight Conspiracies. <laughs> it's not quite the same, that, listeners. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, but it's not in any way. <laughs> or you might have joined us for more Midnight Conspiracy Theories. Um, you'll have heard me quiz Dave on a variety of conspiracy theories that I may or may not not really need the notes to know about. Um, but you should have a head full of the important things in life, like cattle mutilation and uh, <laughs> did Saddam Hussein ever stargate? These are the things. He laughs, but in his eyes now, he's, there's just a little bit of a question in his eyes. Yeah. Did he really have a stargate? <clears throat> so what have you been thinking? Has it led you to make any changes to your day-to-day -day life? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to bed till two o'clock this morning because I stumbled across a documentary on Netflix about conspiracy theories. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I've won! Uh, I'm number uh, one. I'm number one. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Which conspiracy theories in particular? Um, it was a was that? documentary. I, well, I looked at it and started playing it. And then I thought, oh, well, before I start watching this, I need to check it's not been on before. And it was called P. 
pyramids and aliens, I want to say. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So Eric von Dannigan. It was... Um, Chariots of the Gods. Yeah, it, it went into all sorts. But I didn't... You got the conspiracy theory voice then. I didn't... Qu- You've never used that voice before. <laughs> it went into all sorts. <laughs> Licorice. All sorts. <laughs> so they had all sorts... Dirty Bassett. They had a lot of experts on. They had a lot of people who... Yeah. Clearly very educated people. Yeah. But clearly without a ounce of common sense or something. I don't know. <laughs> something went horribly wrong. Yeah, but... <laughs> you're saying that, but how, how did they build triangular See. buildings back then? Not even. As far as I know, the ancient Egyptians weren't knocking about with a bar of Toblerone. Simon, you're doing it now. Gone here. You're doing it now, Simon. You're, you're letting yourself down. You're clearly a, a clever man. You've got your head screwed on. <laughs> You're in, you're, you know, and then you're still advocating this stuff, this theory. Well, I'd, like I said on one of the bonus episodes, if you were to watch the documentary Transformers Two: Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> you'd see the where the pyramid had come from. Which again, um, I think it happens when you get over forty. I remember taking um, Brad, my son, to see that, and I watched about half an hour, and then I fell asleep. Brilliant. In the um, in the movies, and when I woke up, Optimus I, Prime was on top of a pyramid. And at that point, you forged a conspiracy theory. Clearly, yeah. yeah. I thought, hey, our Optimus Prime's not these up. Oh, look. because I didn't want to ask Brad what I'd missed because it turned out I'd missed about an hour and a half. So, right, so you went to, and I don't feel I've lost anything. You went to sleep thinking you were watching a National Geographic documentary, and woke up with a thing, and then forged a yeah, uh, the whole theory on it. Well, you know, let's keep an open mind on whether that's true. That in itself might be a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but no, I'm glad to see. And, and listeners, if you haven't listened to the bonus episodes, um, we, we do on this show. The remit was just to, to entertain people, wasn't it, during this? The actual remit was to talk um, nonsense and just record a yes, conversation, which we've, we've lived up to. Yeah. So, actually... And I must yeah. admit, the conspiracy theory stuff, that's really made me... It has. I found it quite amusing and quite yeah. educational. And I'll, yeah. I'll leave people who listen to the shorts to decide how educational it was to them personally. Was it educational because they believe or understand what was going on within any individual theory? Or is it educational because... <laughs> We seem to have sane men discussing ridiculous concepts that have no scientific base. Well, after though, this is what I'm saying to you. Are we just too close mind? Have you been in Saddam Hussein's back garden? <laughs> You're still doing it. So you don't know if he's got a stargate, a garden gate, you know? No more than Fishergate I... shopping centre. No more. Preston. No more. Rebuilt. No more than I know that you've just fallen out with a flipping sky. <laughs> well, obviously, for legal reasons, I can't discuss that either. But <laughs> no, it, I think you, we are I think, revisiting a third time. I think you'll find I've got more solid grounds to, to prove my theory about you than you have about half of these concepts. <laughs> yeah, um, when I arrived on your planet. The, um, yeah, but we are going back to the well a third time, but with a bit of a... A bit of a, a wrinkle in it, aren't we? Yeah. I have been conspiracy theory master, but Dave has now. I've set you the challenge, haven't I? Yeah. To find me some conspiracy theories and convince me that they're right. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna do a yeah. I'm gonna do a fifteen minute conspiracy theory episode and I'm going to challenge uh Cy on conspiracy theories I find. And I'm going to try and find yeah. local local issues for local people and see if you can <laughs> work it out. Pick them apart. <laughs> well, because I am a sceptical person, as you know, I don't believe any old nonsense. Um, although I did promise, um, I think I can find us a Sasquatch. 
Yeah. And I stick by that. How, yeah, how's I that going, by, that. by the way? It's all right. It's going all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got some contacts. Yeah. And uh, we'll be wading through a swamp in rural Georgia before you know it. Right. Up to our necks yeah. in swamp gas and um, seven foot hairy primates. Yeah. Well, the, so, yeah, the moral of this story is, yeah, you need to uh, tune into the isolation shorts if you haven't already. Because yes. then you can actually listen to the finer detail on one or two of these key issues in modern day society that despite everything else that's going on <laughs> in Isolation <laughs> Island, we still choose to pick holes and look at the um, the, the theories that could be integral to the, um, the, 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 the key to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The meaning of life yeah. in itself, in its very essence. Um, you know, when we look at this, um, there were the works of Jean-Paul Sartre, there were the um, works of Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud, um, and Unexplained Mysteries magazine of 1987, with their yeah. flying saucer fold-out poster. Yeah. So those are the four big works for Dave. <laughs> Here we go. That he bases, yeah. So, yeah, um, make your own mind up. When you listen, don't go into it with a closed mind. Be like me um, and open your, your mind and your consciousness to the thought that Dave may actually think the moon is made of camembert. Yeah. So it's good night for me. <laughs> and good night from Snowy the Cow. Can you do your moo? Oh. Uncanny that. It's uncanny that. Yeah. So right, that is is that the end of the show? Is it good night? Good night. We're done. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Another week. I'm off of my caravan uh, this weekend. I'll be sure to uh, make sure I record back for the next episode. And then uh, yes. if you don't mind, I'm going away the week after so you could join me and my caravanning friends if that's all right. Yeah, socially distanced. Not talked about my caravanning. Yeah. We haven't. We'll do that next week because I feel we should talk about your caravanning. You can join me on Zoom. Um, I'll Zoom you into the caravan. Yeah, that'd be good. Or because I feel that you could just get your alien mates to hover over and hover me down at two yeah. meter distance so we can still communicate. Well, we'll come to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quite why. People appear to be flying 37 million light years across the universe just to look up people's back passages. Exactly. Or, or what do you think of that? Take a cow's testicles away from it. Yeah, back with them. Yeah. Make a nice, nice purse for Brenda back on Alpha Centauri. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, we will visit the um, caravan in, and what we need to say before we go because we always forget. Please subscribe. And like our Facebook page. Like the Twitter yeah. account. We're all there. Yeah. Um, and, and on YouTube, please hit the bell to be notified of new and exciting episodes. Let's just stick with new. Yeah, new episodes. <laughs> new episodes. We don't want to... Yeah, no, yeah. No. exciting is in itself a conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> it's not provable. <laughs> all right, well... Right. I think Barry Walsh is going to play us out again. Yeah. Goodbye from me. And it's good night for me. Ta-ra. See you, Dave. Bye, everyone. A little bit of isolation won't do us any harm. A little bit of segregation won't do us any harm. And everyone across the nation is keeping safe and warm. We've all agreed to a little bit of isolation. Ibiza. Sorry, Mike. Work it off, work it off. Will you leave that out? <laughs>